and you are greatly to be praised, God. The scriptures declare that you are to be feared above all gods. Lord God, that all the gods of the nations are idols, but it is you, O oh God, who have made the heavens, God. Lord, the Bible declares that honor and majesty are before you and that strength and beauty are in your sanctuary, Lord God. So, Father, we give unto the Lord, God, we give you the praise, we give you glory, we give you honor, God, we worship you, the Bible says, in the beauty of holiness, and that we are to fear you in even all the earth, oh God. The Bible says to let the heavens rejoice, and let the earth be glad, even let the sea roar, and all the fullness thereof. You said to let the field be joyful, and all that is therein, Lord God, you said even let the trees rejoice. God, we bless you tonight, Father. Lord God, from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. And so as we just worship you, God, we crown you glory of your creation, Lord God. And we are excited to come into your presence. God, personally, I'm excited to stand in your house, God, on my own two feet, Father. Just here to render the praise that is due your name, God. Thanking you for healing. Thanking you for salvation. Thanking you for deliverance, God. Thanking you for being a mind regulator. Thanking you for being a heart fixer, God. Thanking you, God, for who you are, Lord God. For being a way maker, God. For, Lord God, troubling the things that trouble us, God. For giving us peace in the midst of our storm, God. We bless you tonight, Father. And we give you the praise, God. We love you tonight, God. So we do make a joyful noise, God. We are excited, God. And we do serve you with gladness, God. It is not a chore, God. It is not an evil thing to serve the Lord, God. But it is an honor and it is a privilege, Father. So we bless your name on tonight. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the matchless and mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Praise God. You may take your seats in the presence of the Lord. We welcome you all tonight to our apostolic prophetic empowerment midweek service. Amen. I'm excited about the word that God is going to bring tonight. You're going to find me in the book of Daniel, the sixth chapter. Daniel, the sixth chapter. Amen. And if you don't know where it's at, it's marked right behind the book of Ezekiel. And there is a word from the Lord tonight coming out of the book of Daniel. And if I would have to minister on a topic, it would be, it is feeding time in the favor. And I want you to catch that. Daniel had that much favor. The Bible said he had an excellent spirit. 
Amen. And so this spirit within him entitled him and it opened doors for him to govern. It gave him favor, amen, with kings to the point the king said, I wish I could give him the whole kingdom to reign and to rule. Hallelujah. May that favor rest upon your life tonight in Jesus' name. And so the Bible says in verse 3 that Daniel was preferred. Amen. Let there be a spirit of preference that rests upon the people of God tonight. I hope you all are catching these prophetic nuggets that are dropping. Amen. Because we're not going to stop and wait for you to get it. you got to catch Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so let there be a spirit of preference that rests in the bosom and in the hearts of God's people. Amen. Because there was an excellent spirit upon Daniel. Lord God, tonight grant unto us an excellent spirit. And so the Bible said the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Amen. Now something happens. Something is happening. Something is happening to those people who God has predestined and has predetermined to walk in his favor. There is something happening in the realm of the spirit when God has set you, amen, when God has predetermined and predestined to announce you and to publish you and to set you above some high things, amen. The Bible said people sought occasions. Hallelujah. I don't want you to get discouraged tonight. I don't want you to get discombobulated. Amen. But one of the signs that God has highly favored you and one of the signs that you're walking in a spirit of excellence and favor is those who seek occasion to cause you to stumble. Hallelujah. So if somebody's trying to trip you up, you ought to tell God, thank you. If somebody's trying to trap you, praise God, you ought to lift your hand and tell God, I thank you for an excellent spirit. Thank you for my favor. Hallelujah. Sometimes the enemy will make the announcement of a favor that you don't even know that you have. So the Bible says in verse 4 that the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion. So not only the Bible said there were 120 princes. That's in your Bible. That's in my Bible. I just told you there were 120 princes, praise God. And some of us have a heart attack when we have two enemies. But try having 120 princes trying to find fault. Come on, somebody. Not just the 120 princes, but the other two presidents. It was only three presidents. Daniel led the whole presidential entourage, but the Bible said out of the other two, even they joined with the 120 princes to find occasion against Daniel. Somebody said the devil's trying to set me up. Hallelujah. So the Bible said they sought to find occasion. There is someone looking right now while you're sitting in the house of God, while you're standing in the house of God, while you're ministering in the house of God. For those of you who are watching online and while you're caught up in the realms of the spirit and you're listening to the word of God, there's some demon using somebody, amen, to find occasion to trip you up. Hallelujah. And so the Bible said they were seeking to find occasion uh, listen, against Dan, Daniel concerning the kingdom. Somebody doesn't like the spot that God has cut out for you. Somebody doesn't like the place that God has called you to. Somebody doesn't like the favor that God has pronounced on your life. Somebody doesn't like the work that God has prepared for you. Somebody doesn't like what God is doing in your life. And they are seeking to find occasion. And what lets me know that this was the work of the enemy is because my Bible tells me that Satan, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking, trying to find fault. The Bible said, because Daniel was faithful, and the Bible said, and neither was there any error or fault found in him. And so there's somebody right now asking the Lord, Lord, why am I going through so much warfare? Why does it seem like every time I put one step, one foot out, I get pushed five steps back? God, why do 
does my way seem so hard? Why does it seem like there's so much adversity? Why does it seem like there's so much pressure? Amen. Is it, am I doing something wrong? But the Bible tells me that even though all of these enemies came up against Daniel, the Bible declares Daniel was a faithful man. Sometimes you're going to go through things even being faithful. Sometimes you're going to go through things even when you have done nothing wrong. When can't nobody find fault, they're seeking to find fault. The Bible said, neither was there any error or fault found in him. So when they couldn't find any error and couldn't find any fault, amen, then these men said, I maintain to tell somebody, amen, that when the enemy has tried and has sought occasion to trip you and, and to cause, amen, you to stumble, and when his plots and schemes and devices don't work, they go back amen, to their demonic councils and demonic corridors and demonic covens, and they try to plot to come against you again. They begin to have conversation, and they said amongst themselves, we can't find any occasion against Daniel. We have sought this man out. We have been following him. We have been monitoring him. We have, we have been on his Facebook page. We used to, we've been riding down the street by his house. We followed Daniel to work. We followed Daniel to Concord Mills Mall. We followed Daniel to Red Lobster. And we can't find anything wrong in Daniel's life. So you would think the devil would just give up and say, oh, I guess we just can't touch him because there's no fault finding he's a faithful man. No, my Bible tells me and your Bible tells you in verse 5, then said these men. In other words, there was a confederacy, amen, a confederate army of demons sent out to monitor and track Daniel's life all because of this favor. Sometimes the favor of God on your life attracts warfare. And it's not because you did anything wrong. It's not because you've got error or you've got fault. I'm not saying you're perfect because there's none perfect but God. But what I'm saying is it's the favor that attracts the warfare. My God, it's the oil. It's the oil, praise God. It's the oil. It is giving off a fragrance, praise God. It is releasing, a, amen, a perfume, amen. And not only is it drawing the favor of God, but it's drawing flies as well. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. So I'm carrying something. You got to tell yourself, I must be carrying something. Amen. For you, 120, it takes 120. You mean to tell me I'm so bad in the Holy Ghost that you, it took 122 of y'all, amen, to try to trap me, praise God. And then when you couldn't find nothing, you had to go back and have a conversation. Some of you don't realize how awesome you are in God. You don't realize the anointing that's on your life. You don't have one enemy, two enemies. Daniel had 122. Couldn't find no fault. You are about to frustrate the enemy. There's about to be a spirit of confusion releasing to the enemy's camp. Amen. I can see devils popping and slapping themselves on their head trying to figure out. Amen. You got the smart demons and the not so smart demons trying to figure out how can we trap him? How can we trap her? We've tried everything. We can find no fault. Somebody said, but it's feeding time in the kingdom. Hallelujah. The Bible said, then these men gathered to find a head conversation. Amen. And, and they said, the only thing we can find him a fault in is his love for God. 
him. My God today. The only way we can trap him, they said, listen to what they said. They said, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Hallelujah. They, listen, they couldn't find nothing you did wrong. So now they're trying to analyze and criticize and examine your relationship with God. These are the ones who will accuse you. Well, I thought you were saved. I thought you was there. I thought you was a prophet. I thought you was an apostle. They'll begin to challenge your anointing and challenge your work in the kingdom. My God. Now, see, you were doing all right when you were trying to fall, find fault with me because I'm, I'm fallible, and I'm a man, dirt man. I'm a dirt body, and I'm subject to fail at any given time. So you, if you keep looking, you will find something. But when you start to touch the anointing, when you start to touch my relationship with God, Oh, my God, the battle has changed. The whole game plan has changed because now I get to step out the way and you just made this battle between you and my God. And all I have to do is just keep being faithful. All I have to do is remain steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that my labor is not in vain in the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't have to worry. The Bible said, they said the only way we can trap him, we've got to now examine and scrutinize who he is in God, who she is in God. Somebody say you're on dangerous territory and the lions are hungry. All right. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, so the presidents of the kingdom, the two, praise God, and the governors and the princes and the counselors and the captains, the Bible said, consulted together. I want you to pay attention to what's happening here. The 120 princes couldn't do it alone. The two presidents couldn't do it alone. My Bible says now they go and grab governors and they've got captains. And they've got, they've got, praise God, who was other people? Uh, counselors to come together. And so now this is where you find yourself in a warfare, amen, where, where the heat gets turned up. And folks start fighting against you who don't even know you. Oh, God. Somebody has, has spoken something into to their ear gate. And, and these folks have joined the bandwagon, praise God, not knowing here or there, but just because they heard something about you and they heard something about your relationship with God, the Bible said they all consulted together. Hmm. Hallelujah. My Bible tells me if God is with me, he's more than a world against me. Listen, the Bible said they consulted together to establish a royal statute. And, and, and so the statute looked like this. They knew Daniel was faithful to his God. So here's what they did. They tried to trap Daniel up in the very thing that he loved, which was prayer. The Bible says they came together, and they, told, they wrote this edict. They wrote this decree, and they said, for 30 days, nobody in the kingdom can call on any God or any man except King Darius. And if any man be found guilty, his punishment is to be sent to the lion's den. Come on, somebody. Somebody say it's feeding time in the kingdom. Watch the trap you set for me. Come on, watch the trap you set for me because I'm a child of God. 
So they go to the king, and King Darius doesn't know any better. Amen. He's trying to reestablish the kingdom. He's already established these princes and governors and counselors. And amen. He's just trying to reestablish some things. Amen. Nebuchadnezzar had his season, and that was a hot mess. Amen. And so King Darius is coming behind it, and he's trying to clean some things up. And so these trusted people who are coming to him with this great idea, amen, to make sure that, hey, there must be solidarity in the kingdom. And everybody's got to be on one accord. Praise. God and, and I don't mind being on one accord uh, as long as your one accord ain't against God's accord amen praise God and so they come to Darius and they, they could devise amen this concocted lie amen to trap Daniel the Bible says Darius went along with it he didn't know amen praise God he was just happy the folks was working together and they were coming up with a good plan praise God and so the Bible says amen King Darius in verse 9 signed the writing and the decree but verse 10 says Daniel heard about it because he's a part of the council. Now, here's the thing about Daniel. Daniel could have stopped it. Daniel could have said, wait a minute, King Darius. You know who I am. You know I'm of the captivity of Judah. You know I'm a prophet of God. I've stood in the councils. Amen. You know I'm one of those who is favored by God. You know I'm a dreamer and an interpreter. You know I'm a wise man. So this edict and this decree that they're coming up with is in violation of my faith. Oh, King Darius, could you? you reconsider Daniel didn't say a mumbling word because he knew the God in whom he served so the Bible says Daniel knew what was done there are folks plotting and planning like you don't even know what's going on like the Holy Ghost is not revealing to you like God is not showing you things in dreams. Like he's not showing you things and folks are plotting like you ain't even like you don't even have like you're not a prophet how you gonna plot against a prophet how you going to plot against somebody full of the Holy Ghost? Jesus said, did not choose 12 of you and one is, a, one is a devil? How can I, the Bible says, know them which labor among you. How can I not know what's in my midst? I know you're trying to deceive me. I'm not even going to stop you. My God. I'm going to let it run its course. The Bible says, Daniel knew that the writing was signed. And what did Daniel do? He saw the writing. He heard the council conversation, and Daniel said, well, it's about time for me to pray. And the Bible says Daniel went to his house. His windows to his room was open toward Jerusalem. My God, I will look unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help come from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Hallelujah. The Bible said Daniel turned his face, praise God, and he began to kneel upon his knees as he did three times a day, giving thanks unto the Lord. Daniel didn't change nothing. He didn't change a thing. He didn't change the way he went to work. He didn't change nothing. He said, bring it. Bring it. When you know who you are, when you know that your identity is established, when you know that you are sealed, when you know that you are covered, when you know that you're walking, amen, in the council, in the amen, and in the presence of God, that you entertain, you are, you are a hostess and a host of the presence of God. Bring it. Bring it. The Bible said in verse 11 that the men were watching. They were waiting because they knew, they knew Daniel was going to keep praying. And as they assembled, they found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Some of you, while you're studying your word, while you're fasting this month, while you're consecrating, 
folks are watching, waiting for you to slip, or, or observing and overhearing you and taking reports back to the enemy's camp while you're in the presence of God. Now, I don't, I don't mind if I'm acting a hot fool and you run back and report that. But when I'm in the presence of God, the Bible said Daniel was praying. This Daniel, this Daniel whose prayers are so powerful, he locks up heavens. You, that's the one you touch. This Daniel, that he didn't summon not any angel. This Daniel, when he prayed, the chief prince of Israel came down. Not Gabriel. The warring, Michael, Michael came down. This prayer and Daniel's prayer life was so powerful, hallelujah, that you'll never find in any other place in the Bible, Michael coming to fight. Your prayers can be so powerful. Your prayers can be so anointed. You can move angels that ain't never moved in your town before. You can, you can cause heaven to release angels that ain't never came down your street before. My God, this man prayed, and his prayers were so powerful. There were demons fighting that didn't even want his prayer to get through. That's how powerful this praying man was. And that's the one they touched. You know, there's got to be a spirit of crazy. That, that has, has befallen the demonic empire when they touch the worshipers. I can see if you're touching folk that don't know whether they're here or they're gone, I, folks traveling since, lukewarm. I can see if you touch those folk. But when you touch those who move heavens when they pray, save folk don't even bother them. But it's something. When demons conspire every time you pray, the Bible says, and I went ahead of myself, but I want to tell you that's how powerful Daniel's prayers were. Daniel's prayers shook the third heavens and the second heavens. Daniel's prayer, there was an angel fighting. He told him, he said, look, I'm not even, hey, somebody come help me. Daniel's prayers released war. That's how powerful. But these were the ones conspiring in his prayer. So the Bible says, amen, that these men were gathering around him, and they went back and told him. You got to watch those telltale spirits. Can't wait to tell stuff. Oh, I'm going to tell it. Did you see? Did you hear? A tattletale spirit, a talebearer spirit. But there's a word for that too, praise God. Verse 12, they came near, they watched Daniel, and they listened, praise God, and they should have stayed there long enough because you might would have got saved. You just hang around. Don't be so quick to go, praise God. Hang around, amen. But they, 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 they touched down just long enough to hear that Daniel, is he praying? Yeah, he praying. We're going to tell it. The Bible said they went and told the king. Long story short, they tell the king, and at the time, the king doesn't realize what's happening. He's like, yeah, I did sign the decree and so forth and so on. And then they said, well, you know, it was Daniel. Now this king is, is troubled because he's Daniel. Oh, no, not Daniel. And, and so now he's caught between his word and his heart. And he's got to honor his word, praise God. Amen, because he's the king. And so he asked him in verse 12, 
they, they, he said, he said, uh, uh, is it true? The king answered and said, is it true? <laughs> and, and, and it's like, yeah, you, you establish this law and you can't alter it, king. You got you to gotta honor what you say. This King Darius that you love so much, check him out. That's the enemy's job. He's always looking to accuse you before the father. Has God really said? The Bible said, let me move down. Verse 14, when the king heard these words, he was very displeased. And listen, he tried in his own strength to find a way to deliver Daniel. The Bible said that whole night he tossed and he turned, trying to figure out a way to come out from a law that he had agreed to. He tried to, the Bible said he was so troubled, he didn't even want the singers to come into the room. He said, don't bring no music. He, the Bible said he couldn't sleep all night long. Amen. He was so troubled because he was trying to find a way to deliver Daniel. Couldn't find a way. Verse 16, amen, the next day, the king commanded and brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. As he's casting him into the den of lions, the king says something to David, the Darius, uh, Daniel. He says, let your God deliver you. And he wasn't being sarcastic. The king really believed that God was going to deliver Daniel. <coughs> the Bible said, and the stone was set, verse 17, and laid and shut up against the mouth of the den. Uh, and the king sealed it with his own signet, amen, because nothing could be changed concerning Daniel. Sometimes you'll be in a place of warfare, you'll be in a place of being under attack or under assault, and you're asking God, Lord, stop the war, and God said, I can't stop the war. I gotta let this thing, it's gotta run its course. God, Lord God, Lord God, shut this down, and God said, I'm not gonna shut this down. There's some things in your life, God's gonna let it roll all the way through, praise God. You ever been to a movie theater, and you enjoyed the movie, and you're ready to go, amen, and they roll in the credits, and amen, if you walk out too quick you miss another part of the movie amen there's some of us you want to get up and walk away and God said this ain't over yet it ain't over <coughs> well you're God Lord you can stop anything God said yes and I know it's hard right now I know you feel like I have betrayed you I know you feel like praying and doing the right thing got you in, into the wrong thing I know you feel betrayed I know you're frustrated I know you did the right thing and yet you're suffering as an evildoer I know it doesn't make sense I know nobody's coming to help you nobody's coming to your rescue but son daughter I gotta let this play out we know how this ends Daniel didn't know how this ends we read what happened. Daniel didn't get to read. He had to walk it out. There's some things you got to walk out without knowing how God's going to bring you out. You just have to know that he is. The Bible says, hallelujah, he was cast into the lion's den. Sometimes you will have to suffer when you did nothing wrong. Why are you always going through it? When you find out, let me know. But until then, I will carry my cross. Until then, I will hold my peace. Until then, I will stand my ground. Until then, I will continue to be faithful. Until then, I will wait on the Lord. And I will be of a good courage. And he will strengthen my heart. Yes, I will wait on the Lord. The Bible says, all night long, the king wrestled and wrestled, praise God. Now, those who cast him in went home, ate chicken, mashed potatoes, and green beans, and slept good 
tell your enemies, sleep good. Because it's feeding time. Laugh and laugh good. Shop and shop well. Live and live well. But it's feeding time in the kingdom. The Bible said the king went to his palace and spent the whole night fasting. So troubled, worried about Daniel. Hallelujah. The Bible said early the next morning, verse 19, he ran down to the den. Early. And when he came to the den, he cried with a loud voice. He called Daniel by his name. And he said, Daniel, oh, Daniel, he said, servant of the living God. Listen, is thy God whom you serve continually? Come on, somebody. Can you serve God even in the den? Can you serve God to the point even folk who don't like you accuse you of serving God? He said, oh, Daniel, did your God save you? You know, the one you serve, don't think people don't watch you. Don't think folk are not paying attention to you. That king said, you serve him continually. He said, is he able (laughs) to deliver you from the lions? Verse 21, here comes a voice. My God, honey, when you thought it was over, When you thought there was no help in sight, the Bible said, Daniel said, oh, king, live forever. And this brother begins to testify. Somebody's about to testify tonight. You are about to scream out of the midst of your valley, of your den season. Amen. And you're about to scream and you're about to say the same thing Daniel said. God sent me his angel. God sent his angel, and he has shut the lion's mouth. Listen, listen. So they trapped Daniel in the den, suspecting that the lions were hungry and would eat eat Daniel. And we know lions like to eat disobedient prophets. I'm just saying, you better go down in that den right. Hello, somebody. You better go down in that den right. If you're going to go through, you better go through for righteousness sake. You better not go through for some of your own nonsense. The Bible said, amen. He said, my God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth. Listen, they could not hurt me. Why? Because there was innocence found in me. So that trap, you may have to go through it. You may have to cry. You may have to shed some tears. Amen. But listen, all the plans of the enemy concerning you, God will shut their mouths. Amen. Why? Because God found you to be innocent. Not only that, God is not done. He says, and O king, they have done me no hurt. They're talking about you, but they can do you no hurt. They put your name on blast, but they can do you no hurt. Why? Because God, as you're going through this season, God has an angel to shut their mouths. Amen. God is slapping folks on the mouths left and right in this season concerning you. God is teaching people how to treat you. And God is teaching folk how to keep your name out of their mouths. 
the Bible says, the king was exceedingly glad and, and, and commanded, listen, he said, hurry up and take Daniel out of that den. He's already served his sentence. He's already spent all night in there. Praise God. Get him out. Get him out. And they brought Daniel out, amen, and they discovered there was no hurt found upon him nowhere. Are you hearing what God is saying to you tonight? Even though they set you up, even though they laid a plot and a plan for you to take you out, amen. And you know when a lion gets a hold to you, there's nothing left, amen. They didn't want to just, you got enemies, they don't just not like you. They want to destroy everything about you. They don't want nothing left. They don't want your legacy left. They don't want your book left. They don't want your videos left. They don't want your kids left. They don't want your, they want to destroy everything about you. Total, utter destruction. But God. Verse 24, somebody says feeding time in the kingdom. And the king commanded that, uh, and they brought the men that accused Daniel. My God. Funny how the table turns. Those lions that the Lord shut their mouths all night long. And can you imagine if you hungry and you just sitting in front of a table of steak? And you salivating and drooling and, you know, all of that stuff is going on. I can just imagine in my Holy Ghost imagination that these lions were hungry. They hadn't eaten all night long. Amen. They had no food. And they're looking at Daniel. And before they think about, God was like, uh-uh-uh. <laughs> That's what you're not going to do. And so lions all night had tummy aches. Lions all night had stomachs growling because God put them on a fast. The lions was on a fast, Mom Cindy. Could not eat. Looking at steak, ribeye, prime rib, chuck roast, delicious, scrumptious and appetizing clean and lean. Daniel was healthy. So this was like, what it would have been an all lean meal. No fat. Very tasty. I, I, gotta, I gotta paint this for you. I want you to understand what those lions went through. Looking at the prophet. Now they know in their history we can eat disobedient prophets. They know they can do that. But they couldn't find nothing in Daniel. I can imagine the, the, the lions was roaming around trying to find some, some way. How can we eat him? He's uneatable. He's unkillable. He's undigestible. He's untastable. He's unlickable. He's unbiteable. And so I can imagine that circle, and they're trying to figure out. Can we lick him? The Lord shut their mouths. I believe God gave them all two things, very severe two things. That even if they couldn't, if they tried to open their mouth, I believe their jaws locked down. There's just no way you can eat that. There's no way. But God had a meal. In mind. Mm. God had a meal in mind. The Bible says, verse 23, verse 24, 
And they brought those men which accused Daniel and cast them into the den of lions. Listen, how many men were there, people of God? Well, at least 122. Oh, that's a charcuterie. <laughs> Did I say that right? <laughs> that's, you got lean meat, fat meat, brown meat, white meat, fried, roasted, barbecued, stewed, baked. It's <laughs> feeding time. The Bible says, cast them into the den of lions. Not just them, their children and their wives. Listen, do you know how dangerous it is to touch certain things in the kingdom? It doesn't just affect you. The Bible says even when Korah and Dathan came against Moses, and Moses said, well, who is on the Lord's side? Because I'm trying to figure out something. I'm, give me a minute. Let me work something out here. Since y'all got all this, this dissension and confusion, everybody act like you. Some of y'all want to go back to Egypt. The rest of you don't know whether you, you, you melted all your gold, your crazy self. You needed this for your next season, and you ate your seed, praise God. He said, so who is on the Lord's side? Come over here. And folks were shuffling. But not Cor and Dathan. And the Bible said, the ground, when everybody who made their decision stepped over to the right, and God was, not only God, but the earth was like, I need, the earth was like, hurry up. Because the Lord is telling me to open my mouth that we get ready to eat. And he's, the earth is waiting. She's waiting for all of God's people to move over to the side of Moses so they can be covered. Amen. So that they can be protected. Amen. So that they can get, listen, don't even touch this side. You got to choose a side. You can't straddle the fence. Either you hot or you cold. You can't be lukewarm. As soon as everybody made up their minds, the Bible said the earth opened up her mouth and swallowed Korah, Dathan, and all their families. So, it, it, you know, sometimes I ask the question, do people even read the Bible? I'm convinced. I'm telling you. I'm convinced that we don't know the whole counsel of God. Because if we did, some of the things we do and some of the things we say, we would not. The Bible said, the king said, you know what? The very plot, the very ditch, the very trap and stumbling block you set for Daniel, not only are you going to fall in it, but everything connected to you. Because that seed, I got to get that thing off. The, I, you, the, he, uh, the, the Bible already showed you how he was kind of trying to clean house. He was like, if you act like them, you got to go. If you live with them, you got to go. If you connected, you got to go. I don't want no residue of this kind of mindset around me. Darius clean house. The Bible said he cast him in, praise God. And listen to what the Bible said. Look at what the word of God said. The Bible said, listen. But the king commanded, verse 24, and brought those men <coughs> which accused Daniel, <coughs> excuse me, cast them into the den of lions with their children, the, the wives. And the Bible said, King James said, and the lions had mastery over them. It was at that moment 
when Daniel got removed from the den that God restored the appetite of the lions. It was at that moment when God, when Daniel was restored out of the den that the angel, listen, Daniel came up and the angel's like, I'm gone too. <laughs> ain't nothing left for me. He was Daniel's angel. I ain't your angel. I'm not responsible for covering you. When Daniel walks out, I'll walk out with him. The Bible said God gives his angels charge concerning his elect. Amen. He will lift you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. They kept Daniel all night. But when it was time for Daniel to be released, they were released too. And so whoever entered into that den, have mercy on you. There was nothing there to speak to the lions. There was nothing there to tell them be quiet. There was nothing there to, to quench their appetite. There was nothing. There was no grace. There's no grace left in the den. It was just hunger and violence and rage because now I'm big mad. I've been hungry all night long. And then you got the nerve to leave here? Like you just going to walk out. Nobody ever walked out of here before. So can you imagine the mentality of the lion? Like, first of all, I'm trying to understand what just happened. We've been hungry all night long, and this dude just gets up and walks out of here. Somebody got to explain and make this make sense to me. And then all of a sudden, here comes redemption and deliverance and breakthrough for the lion. They hear conversation. They hear shuffling, a whole lot of shuffling. They hear noise, and they hear screaming, and they hear the same king that unlocked the den coming back. This time, they get to eat. The Bible said they had mastery. Do you know what that means? That means that before these people's bodies hit the bottom of the den, the bottom of the ground, they had broken the bones. The lions were there with their mouths open to devour as these people were cast down into the den. Nobody made it alive to the bottom of the den. The Bible said the lions had mastery over them. Speed and time in the kingdom. Speed and time. The Bible said it break all their bones in pieces. Every, no one made it to the bottom of the den. Listen, this was the hunger. This was the hunger. They had that type of hunger. They couldn't wait for meat to be thrown to the ground. They were there as soon as these people were cast in. They were catching them in their jaws, catching them in their teeth, and breaking bones, biting, chewing, eating. Nobody touched the ground. It was a supernatural feast. Speeding time in the kingdom. For those who seek to trap the people of God, for those who seek, the Bible says, Ezekiel said it like this. He said, why you make people's hearts sad? And God has not made their hearts sad. Why, amen, the Bible said, uh, uh, are you in, in, Psalm, in Proverbs 6, 16 and 17, why, why are your feet so quick to run to mischief? Why, let's turn there, let's turn there, let's turn there. Because we get hung up on this loving God and, oh, he's amazing and, and God is awesome and he is. But I keep telling you that there's a side of God that nobody wants to meet. Proverbs 6, 16 through 17. There are six things the Lord hates. He hates a proud look. I can imagine when they were trying to find occasion, they had a proud, oh, we're going to get him. Oh, sure enough, we're going to find him. We're going to trap him. They were operating in pride. Amen. They had lying tongues. They ran back and told the king, hey, we seen him. 
amen, even though Daniel was truly praying, you ain't had no business telling it. Praise God. Hands. Always quick to put your hands to something. Every time you turn around, you join in hands with something. You're in this and you're in that. God said, watch that now. Watch that. Hands that shed innocent blood. And it don't mean a physical murder. Amen. You can put your hands to something. You can join hands with something. You can connect with something that can break somebody's heart. You can be a part of something that can break somebody's heart. Shedding innocent blood. The Bible said God hates it. Listen, verse eight, uh, seven, uh, 18. A heart that devised wicked imagination. These men's hearts were filled with wickedness. And listen, it was against somebody that didn't do nothing to them. It ain't my fault I got an excellent spirit. It ain't my fault God gave me favor. I didn't wreck nobody. He gave it to me, praise God. They hated that. And so the Bible said they were constantly thinking about ways. How can I get him? You can be on your job and you show up on time and you do what your assignment is and you do it in the spirit of excellence and integrity and folk hate you. Oh, you think you're this. Oh, you're doing too much. What do you mean doing too much? What's the job description? That's what I'm doing. So what does that even mean? Praise God. But a heart, people's hearts towards you. The song says, smile on your face, all the while trying to take your place. The backstabbers, always trying to plot your downfall. Don't want to have nothing good to say about you, praise God. And feet that are quick, I got to go run terror. Ooh, did you see that, child? Did you see? The Bible says you got quick feet. Quick feet. And then a false witness that speak lies, and this is the favorite. The one that sows discord. This is what lions have appetites for, is what you see in Proverbs 6, 16, 17 through 18. Amen. <coughs> Not only that, the Bible says, amen, according to Psalm 112, 10, the desire of the wicked shall perish. Whoever has evil desires against you, has evil desires against your family, has evil desires against your ministry, evil desires against your, your destiny, your career, God said it's feeding time. God has given lions appetites for situations like this. Praise God. And the Bible said in Psalm 7, 9, that the wickedness of the wicked shall come to an end. That's exactly what we got. God said, you know what? You told your last lie. You ran and told the king the last lie. You'll never tell another one. That's what I said. He said, go ahead and shop your best shopping experience. Eat your best meal. Sleep your best sleep. This is the last time. You never know when it's your last time doing some nonsense. You don't ever know. You don't ever know when it's the last time you pick up your glass and put it down again. You don't know when it's your last time. You have no idea. But the Bible said the wickedness of the wicked is coming to an end. Psalm 5, 5, God hates all works of iniquity. Oh, well, God is love, and, and he just, he, he, he called me his daughter. He called me, yep. Stay on the right side. Stay on the good foot, the people say. Stay on the right side of God. Because it's feeding time in the kingdom. Amen. Stand up. Let's get ready to pray. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you tonight for this word. God, we thank you, Lord God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We thank you that every tongue, God, that rises against us in judgment is condemned. We thank you, God, that though an enemy encamp about us, God, that you are the lifter of our head, God. We thank you, God, even in the case of Haman, when he tried to hang Mordecai, Lord God, that the same gallows that he built, he got hung on him, God, in the name of Jesus. And not only that, Mordecai inherited his job and his house. 
Father, let this be the hour that judgment is released in the kingdom, God, against those, God, that love to put their mouths on the people of God. Let this, oh God, bring fear back to the king, to the earth realm, God. Bring fear back to the house. Bring fear back to the people. Not fearing us, but fearing the God. This awesome God. This magnificent God. In the name of Jesus. Oh God. Daniel did nothing wrong. All he did was pursue destiny. All he did was serve you in excellence. All he did was be faithful. All he did was pray and pray and pray. And the enemy conspired. Thank you, God, that he didn't charge you foolishly, God. Tonight we receive an anointing of a renewed mindset huh, that whenever we go through and we know we have done no wrong, huh, that we will not charge you foolishly, God, huh, but we will sit back and say, God, this is not my battle. Huh. Like you told Jehoshaphat, sit still. Huh. You already established the kingdom. Huh. You tore down the pagan altars. Huh. You put people in place. Huh. You got the singers, the ushers, the deacons. Everything is in order, huh. and the enemy is coming up against you. Huh. I want you to realize this battle is not yours. Huh. This battle is mine. I want you to be faithful. I want you to keep on worshiping. I want you to keep on showing up. I want you to keep doing what I called you to do. Don't just stop. Don't just slow down because I'm going to fight this battle. And you may say, well, Lord, it seems like I've been fighting this for a long time. And God said, don't worry about it. Moses went before Pharaoh 10 times. I am hardening people's hearts because this time when I show them, I'll never have to show them again. This time when I stand up for you, I'll never have to repeat myself again. Uh, won't be no encore. Uh, they're going to know uh, that I am your God uh, and that you are my child. Uh, they're going to know not to touch my anointed uh, and not do my prophets no harm. Uh, I reprove kings uh, for their sakes. In this hour, God, you are drying up the tears of the saints who don't understand that there's a God, Jehovah Nisi, that fights over us, God. You say, stay behind this banner. Every military has a flag. And when you see the flag go up, the war is on God. You, When you lift your flag, we stand erect as soldiers in the kingdom. Sometimes we fight. Sometimes we pray. But in the name of Jesus, you are our banner, God. We shall not fear. We will not go through 2022 walking in spirits of fear and cowardice. You will teach us, God, according to your word, how to release judgment on the enemy. You will teach those, God. I bet you nobody else in the kingdom had a problem with Daniel praying. I bet you nobody else said nothing else. I bet they didn't even mention Daniel's name. Uh, that president, uh, president uh, that one right there. God, in the name of Jesus, you got such a way to shut the devil's mouth. Folk will be scared. They'll describe you. You know, uh, that, that light-skinned lady, uh, uh, that apostle over there, uh, um, uh, in, in off north, uh, uh, yeah, of Nation Forest somewhere. That lady, you mean Delisa? Oh, no, 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 I, I, I ain't, I ain't want to fool. I ain't trying to call a name. I, I, I'm just saying that one. You bring a holy fear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Let this be our God that you avenge your own elect, Lord. You said there were souls, people that left this what that left this life still waiting for vengeance, still waiting for you to avenge them. But I decree we ain't going to wait till we die to see your hand moving in our life. But we'll see it in this hour. We'll see it with our eyes open. We'll see it on top of the ground. We'll see it, oh God, in the land of the living. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Not that we're going to be bullies uh, and dare anybody to say something, uh, but you need to know this God that I represent. Uh, you need to know this God that I'm standing up for. Uh, you need to know the suffering uh, that I've gone through for his namesake, uh, and he won't tolerate uh, you touching not one hair hair on my head. Not one. Not one. Not one. When you come, you'll come correct. The Bible said the boys was teasing Elijah. 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 Oh, you a bald head. Oh, go ahead on bald head. We see your bald head. Ah. Elijah said, oh, yeah? You'll never see this bald head man again. You'll never see him again. And at the mentioning of that word, the Bible said, God released bears, mama bears. My God, anybody know about a mama bear? The Lord released bears that consumed the kids. Why? Because they interfered with the prophet on the way to do kingdom business, on the way to do, amen, follow kingdom protocol. In this hour, you will not be dismayed or detoured. In this hour, God will stand against those who stand against you. In this hour, amen, as you are pursuing the things of the kingdom, and as you are honoring that which God has placed on the inside of you, amen, God will fight your battles. You will see 10 following you on, on, on one side and 10,000 on the other side, and it won't come nigh you. You'll hear plagues and pestilences, and it won't come nigh you. The Lord will be your keeper. He'll be your shade in the name of Jesus. He'll release angels to walk with you, even when you got to go through a valley experience, even when you got to go through a den experience. He's going to release angels, and those angels are going to be on assignment, and they don't come to play with nobody. They'll tell the lion, sit down and shut up, and tell your stomach to stop growling. You ain't eating nothing here tonight, but if you can wait till in the morning, if you can just hold on, oh lion, we got food for you. God's got a meal for you. In the name of Jesus, I guarantee you, you'll never eat so good in your life, but this one right here is uneatable undestructible in the name of Jesus let this mind be in us that is also in Christ Jesus that devil said don't you know I come to take your life Jesus said are you crazy do you not know you don't have power to take my life I gotta lay my life down and when I do I'm gonna take it back up again after three days now watch me father help us to realize who we are in God Help us to realize, God, you said you have not given us the spirit of fear. So we drive out fear. We drive out roots of fear. We drive out general, I'm scared to talk, I'm scared. You didn't get that from God. I, I'm, I'm scared of what they're going to say. You didn't get that from God. I'm scared of what they think. You didn't get that from God. Father, right now in Jesus' name, deliver me from everything, God, that's packed up in my spirit that didn't come from you. I regurgitate it. I renounce it. I don't want it. Get it out of me, God. Let me stand. I will not be pushed around this year. I will not be shoved around this year. I will not be bullied by man or a demon this year. If you want it, come on, bring it. I got time. Hallelujah. Jesus did not run from the army. Hallelujah. They said, we come for Jesus. He said, here I am. And the Bible said the anointing pushed them to the ground. And when they could finally get, when God let them back up, 
They said, we come for Jesus. He said, didn't I tell you I'm right here? And he submitted to the Calvary experience. Hallelujah. We say we want to be like Jesus. Then be like Jesus. Hallelujah. But Father, for those that are seeking occasion, watching, especially for the season you're taking us into, you're taking us into a season of wow. And some folk are not going to like it. They're not going to understand it. They're not going to be able to put their finger. Why is that happening for them? Why is that happening for her? Why is that happening for him? And they're going to put their mouths on some things and invite the wrath of God. Father, right now, teach us, God, how to stand boldly and how to declare your word. Teach us how to fight in the realm of the spirit. Teach us, God, that when the enemy come against us, we stand up and say, God, take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for my help. God, let the angel of the Lord chase and pursue my adversaries. Let their ways be slippery. Let them fall, God. Oh, God, let, oh, God, set a wicked man in his right hand. Teach people how to treat you, how to respect the anointing. When that earth swallowed Cor and Dathan, they respected Moses. When the den, the lions ate those people, they respected Daniel. When Haman was hung on the gallows, they respected Mordecai. Sometimes you don't get respect until you demand it. And you got to demand it in the realm of the spirit through the agency of prayer. You got to know how to pray according to the authority of scripture. In the name of Jesus. So, Father, we bless you tonight. Thank you for a finished work. Thank you, God, that you have arisen and that our enemies are scattered. I literally see people running. I see folk running. Like, oh, my God, I didn't know. Oh, my God. Lord, Lord, forgive me, God. Better repent. Hallelujah. Or a day of trouble and calamity will visit your house. Of a surety will visit your house. In this hour where God needs his men and women of God to stand up and to declare his word, his word boldly. And you're breaking their heart. You're touching them. You're aggravating. You're irritating. God said, I will reprove you. God will move you off this earth and put somebody else in your place. Hallelujah. He will fire you and hire your best friend and Saul. Glory to God. Father, so we love you. We honor you. We give your name the praise. Come on, put your hands together. Amen. To our online family, we love you. We get bless God for you. Come back. Amen. Next Wednesday, there's going to be a word from the Lord. Amen. Beginning in February, uh, the 6th, I believe it's first Sunday in February, praise God. We are going to uh, worship at 1 o'clock instead of 8. Now, I don't know who been praying. Said, Lord, please touch apostle heart. That's early in the morning. Amen. But there is a blessing for those of you who endured and were obedient in that 8 o'clock worship season, praise God. That was a test of your obedience. And many of you have done very well, even getting here earlier than the 8 o'clock hour, and God has seen it, and he shall reward you, amen, accordingly, praise God. But beginning in February, we will come in at 1 o'clock, and we're going to have a high time in the Lord. Amen. So we're excited about that. But we love you. God bless you. Amen. Send your offerings to... Um, 
uh, hashtag TLC Charlotte or visit the website www.tlcor as we get ready to take our offering. Amen. And as you give, we bless your giving. Amen. We bless uh, the Bible says that, amen, God gives seed to the sower. Amen. So we don't pray for folk who don't sow seed because that goes against scripture. God blesses seed. You got to sow seed. Amen. Praise God. And then you have to know the difference between seed and bread. You don't eat your seed. You eat the bread. Amen. So as you sow seed, God gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. You have to know the difference. Amen. So ask God, amen, for a sowing uh, uh, spirit. Ask God for a giving spirit. Amen. So that you can become one of his financiers in the kingdom. Amen. Ask God for a heart, for a heart to partner with his word. Work. Praise God so that you can be blessed and so that God can remember your generations. Amen. So we love you and we bless God for you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Deacons, you may come forward.